fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to episode 169 of the Fade You podcast here today, recording Wednesday afternoon to preview NFL Week 11. My name is Matthew James, and I'm joined by just one dad right now. Everybody's late or at physical therapy. Shout out Chris Duke's torn Achilles. Chris may make it on at the end of the show, but I doubt it. But I am so glad to be here with my dad, Joseph Hamill. Joe, how's it going today? Yes. It's good, man. It's good. Uh, scheduled to play some golf tomorrow with one of my prospect customers, so things are looking good right now. But let's not kid ourselves. Had we started at 4.30 and told Chris, he said he would be here at 4.30, he would still be late as fuck. So I feel like it's not really out of the ordinary here. 100% accurate. Chris is not at another chili cook-off for those who listened to the Week 10 recap. You heard the Chris Duke story, and uh, he is working his Achilles Back to full strength, slowly but surely. So shout out Chris's Achilles. Can't wait to see him back on the golf course. Where are you playing tomorrow? Um, It's a private course in Whittier. It's called like Candlewood, I think. Some shit like that. Let me look it up. Sounds yeah. good. Hopefully you don't yeah. get these. Uh, hopefully you don't get some crazy Santa Ana wins like we had today. Oh, that will make the golf course an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And we got the bucket boy here now. Neil, how's it going today? What's up, Dad? Sorry, I'm late. And my daughter grabbed the wrong bucket from preschool. So we had to go back. But A bucket fiasco for the bucket boy? It's fitting, right? Yep. That is fitting. Uh, Neil, all I have to say to you is don't make me draw any pictures today. Please, no shapes. How, how square can I get? Let's, let me, let me yeah. look. Oh, boy. Uh, waiting for Kmart here to join us shortly. But I guess we wanted to start with this. Now, we did recap week 10 on Monday. But one thing we didn't really talk about is the ending of the Niners-Chargers game. Joe and I were talking about this before we started. Is that a lucky? Now, you guys were both on the 49ers. So I'm sure you're maybe a little bit biased. But... Is that a lucky cover for the Chargers because, I mean, despite covering for 59 minutes, or do the circumstances of the end of the game make that? I don't really know how to feel about that one. There's a couple ways you could look at it. Joe, what do you think? Joe, you're on mute. Joe, you're mute. Yeah. My bad. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's luck per se. Um I think it's that it, it was the right side, obviously, to be on. But I mean, it's just one of those games like a coin flip, dude, that you know, you just never you just never know what's gonna happen there. And Niners could have easily covered, and it's just a miracle that the fucking Chargers covered, even though they didn't score in the second half, which I think is fucking that's where you could say it was a little bit lucky, but it was the right side. I was on the wrong side of that one. So, you know, shit happens and we'll just move on to the next week. Yeah, and I don't, I don't feel that. I mean, I think it was – I mean, Matt, if we really want to go back and look at – it was sort of lucky that the Niners were in the position to go and get that, right, because the Chargers couldn't get a first down when they got the ball well, back, right? They is that turn, luck, though, or is that just a good, 
is that just good defense? I it's mean, toss that's up. badass it, defense right there. Yeah, it, it's a toss-up. But you, right, but you, I mean, you look at if if the Chargers potentially get one first down, even, and drag out more clock, and you know, don't put the Niners in a goal-to-go situation, right, where they can maybe just get a first down and you know start taking knees. And, and Joe's right; it's a coin flip, right? I don't, I don't think you could say that either way. I, I think if you're sitting here as a Charger fan, you're saying I got lucky, right? No, as I a Niners fan, feeling lucky, but it's a toss-up. If you're on the Chargers' side, you're 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 happy with your pick because they were covering the whole time. You swept for two minutes out of that game. I guess you can. Both can be true. You can be on the right side, but still feel fortunate to cover because of the circumstances at the end of the game, right? Like when teams are down and needing a touchdown, you're less likely to punt. You're more likely to get stuck in your own in your own end of the field, and I mean, sometimes that that would have been a wild cover for the Niners to to not ever be covering for 59 minutes and then to get there yeah. in the final minute. It, it, it just goes to show right. it's amazing how many of these ATS spreads come down to the final few possessions, final possession, right. final minute of a game. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's pretty unbelievable. That's why the NFL is unbeatable. We talked about it, Joe, sitting at, at your place on Sunday. Cause some of the wild shit that happens, miss extra points, fumbles, crazy bounces. I mean, but we trudge on and we try to do it again here in week 11. Everybody's in pretty good shape. Uh, we'll see if K Martin ends up joining us. We haven't heard from him. So hopefully things are okay. Neil, have you heard from Kyle? I haven't today. No. Okay. Okay. Um, I, we did maybe want to talk about the result in the Monday night game, but I have a feeling that might come up in conversation here over the next few minutes. So we'll save that in terms of how to feel about the Washington side and maybe the Philly side too. So, all right, super contest update. Here's where everybody's at. Kmart Neal, despite having a respectable record, still in last place in the group, two and three, tough week 10, tough way for that to break with that Niners game like we just talked about. Still 27, 22 and one, certainly decent. Uh, how many back leaders, 35 and a half. So eight and a half back. I mean, you guys are going to have to catch absolute fire to, to probably finish in the top little bit there, but I know there's some good weeks left in you guys. Uh, Chris Duke off the three and two, 29 to 21. Very good. Six and a half back of the lead. Joe, unfortunate two and three, 31 and 19, still absolute fire though. Absolutely within striking distance. And then yours truly, Three and two for the millionth week in a row, 32 and 18, tied for 53rd. It's hot. Three and a half back of first place overall. So we have not had a five and oh yet. We're going to try to find one here over these last eight weeks of the season one or two. I mean, three and two is fine. It'd be a good time for you to go five and oh. Definitely. uh, Yeah, we're, we're definitely due. So all we need to do is find some of these leaders to stumble and, get a couple four ones five and o's and make a run at this thing so we have talked about multiple picks in the group chat all throughout the week and so i'm gonna not go with those i'm gonna go with one that we haven't really discussed as a group and i think this is not gonna be a surprise for people who are familiar with what i typically gravitate towards i'm gonna go home dog i'm gonna go division dog this team Steelers. was good to me, and I cashed with Arizona. them last week. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go with the Steelers. 
It's a pretty easy narrative with Mike Tomlin as an underdog. The dude is unreal. 8-0-2 against the spread past five seasons as a home dog, 8-2 outright. Uh, if you go, when you look at week five forward, he's 15-2-1 ATS uh, as an underdog at home. They've covered nine straight. I kind of felt like in a similar spot a few weeks ago when I took the Browns at home on Monday Night Football against the Bengals. I know the Bengals are off a bye. People are going to talk about they're rested. At the end of the day, this one is pretty simple. When TJ Watt is on the field, the splits for the Steelers on defense are insane. Hopefully they get Minka back this week. If they don't, it's fine because Chase is still out for the Bengals. That kind of cancels itself out. Steelers finally found a running game last week. It ran all over the Saints quietly. Everybody thinks their offensive line is garbage. It might be bad, but they have played a lot of snaps together over the season. It's been one of the healthier units in the league. I think later in the season, that starts to make a difference. So pretty easy call for me to go Steelers. I like that the line moved towards them as well. Opened at five. It's now four for the contest. Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, pull your you-know-what out. No, Matthew, um, I tend to agree with you here. I mean, people forget that the fucking Steelers beat the Bengals outright earlier on in the season in Cincinnati as a seven-point dog. And now they're a four-point dog, and they're at home. A little different there because the Bengals are a different team. Steelers are probably improved. So I, I don't hate it at all. The division dog narrative, probably our favorite narrative going this season. So it'll be tough for that one not to make its way into the vanilla gorilla entry. Neil, you got any thoughts on that one? I really don't on this game. I, I would at five, again, going back to where it was sitting, it was one of those dead number spots. You do have division dog. I just, I, to Joe's point, like, Pittsburgh already outright beat Cincy once this season. I generally tend to think that that's a difficult thing to go to to do twice. Leads into one of my handicaps. That's another disgusting line that I'm going to talk about later on. But I think that's generally a difficult thing to do. Um, you know, and we've seen that I think over you know in the NFL. The interesting thing about that is that the Steelers had no business winning that first game. I think that was when Joe Burrow threw what four. Did he yeah. commit five turnovers alone himself? Yes. And that's what and, I was saying. Is the yeah. Bengals mm-hmm. And the Bengals couldn't run the ball then. Now they can run the ball. They're a little bit more balanced. They are missing chase, but still. I think it's hard to win at whatever they fucking call that field in Pittsburgh now. It's not Heinz. It's some other bullshit. It's, yeah, it's some other garbage. But anyway... Uh, Steelers, pretty easy call for me, home division dog. Those have been, division dogs in general, have just been absolutely money this season, unless you're the Rams and you're soft and you can't beat the 49ers, but that's another story. (laughs) Joe, you're up next. Yeah, this one, um, I'll put a disclaimer because I don't know if I'm going to be able to convince Jared to fire early again. I really want to do it. Uh, I want Tennessee plus three. I think this line is... Off. Three and a half in the contest, by the way. Oh, it's three and a half. In oh, the contest. Fuck. Now it's now it's gonna be even more fun to, to convince Jared to, to to fire that. But yeah, it's my favorite play of the weekend. Um, 
I I think that it's I think it's a tough matchup for the Packers. Tennessee's going to slow that game down. I don't know what the weather is going to be like. Everybody forgets that the Packers look like absolute shit just because they figured it out one week against the Cowboys when they're down 14 goddamn points, come back and win. Okay, you know, that's a good win for them. But prior to that, holy shit, do they look like just straight asshole. So I think Tennessee's the side here. For me, I'm going to fire a money line. I'll probably take the points too. I want it in contest real bad, but it's going to be a tough time convincing Red to fire early again because he absolutely hates it. I was just, before we started recording, reading about Tennessee has covered seven in a row. Uh, let's see, teams to cover eight straight over the last decade. The Packers did it last year. The Bills did it in 2020, and then a few other teams have done it. Usually there's about one team every season that goes on a wild ATS run like this. Uh, Titans going for seven in a row. I'm fascinated that the contest made that three and a half. There are three and a halves right now. Westgate is at three minus 120, so maybe they're just expecting to move to three and a half, but it is three and a half in the contest, so... Which doesn't make any sense to me because looking at the splits, the fucking money is all on the goddamn Packers. It's like 80% of the money is on the Packers. And they're moving this line up, which scares me. I'm like, uh, I don't know. But yeah, it's a little scary, but for me, it's more of a football. Football over bets in this one. I think that the Titans just match up great to Green Bay. I think they're just a shittier version of the Niners. And I think the Niners are a good matchup for the Green Bay as well. So I think, yeah, Tennessee's going to shorten that game, run all over them, and, and take care of business, get money line there. And I like the right, I think the narrative around and what you've seen the headlines, right? Is it, it was the headline of all, I think, all Saturday, Sunday was our, you know, our Tampa Bay and Green Bay back. Right. So coming off of that, everyone's going to say, oh, they're back. And I think Vrabel and that defense will do just enough to muck it up and make it an ugly game. Vrabel's such a god. Vrabel is a hell of a coach, man. It's got to give him his respect. I mean, people just people forget that the fucking Packers lost to Detroit two weeks ago. They fucking got their ass beat by Buffalo. They did cover, but they I mean, by a half a point at, at double digits, they fucking lost to Washington and they fucking lost to the Jets. Like, does this team deserve to be a favorite even at home? Uh, against a good Tennessee fucking Titans team with a better record? Uh, I think this I think this line should be Green Bay minus one or pick. So that's my main reasoning behind Tennessee. Well, the look ahead was Packers minus one. And so what yeah. happened over the one week Packers win in uh, America's Game of the Week, one of the highly rated Sunday games this season. And Tennessee had a whatever win that not a lot of people watched against Chris Duke's Denver Broncos. Right. And I think, too, I mean, the Packers were down 14 fucking points. Like, if the, if Tennessee gets up 14, that shit is over. That the Packers are not coming back. They're gonna the Tennessee will run the ball right down their fucking throats and end that game. So I think, you know, I, I just the, the line doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of a poopy favorite. 
So I'd rather take the points there, especially if you're going to get the hook at three and a half. Titans are just always an interesting team to me in that you can look at DVOA, you can look at yards per play, you can look at whatever fucking numbers you want, and none of them are going to give Tennessee a ton of respect. And yet, Mm -hmm. when they're underestimated, they seem to come through more often than not. Joe, do you know what Vrabel is, ATS, as a dog? What would you guess? I'll tell you there is a – it looks like about 35 to – 37 games. 37? 37 times as a dog. 22 and 15. Very close. He's 23 and 14. So yeah, he's his money is a dog. I mean, the la- the only time I can think of that they really look bad was they got the shit kicked out of them. What was it week two at Buffalo? What that yeah. was a route. I mean, every other game you look at the way they played against the Chiefs, right? Like they 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 exactly. I mean, they just they like Neil said they they're gonna muck it up. They'll make it dirty. It's in fucking Green Bay on natural grass, probably shitty weather. It's going to be cold. Those guys are not going to want to tackle Derrick Henry running right down their fucking throats all game. Yeah, it's definitely an appealing Thursday night spot for sure. And I don't Uh, understand the money. I really don't understand the money right now. People, so many big betters on Packers. Yeah, that's a mystery. That's a mystery because you would think people are going to not overreact. To that win against Dallas, like you mentioned, so yeah, I don't know. they just amnesia of one. They played one good half of football. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get to Chris Duke's pick next. Chris, not here. He's at physical therapy. Get well, Chris. Uh, Chris says he was. He thought maybe somebody would talk about a couple other games, and then he said, "Fuck it, Chargers, Charger cock." Hoping it ends up five and a half. It did. We. Little line hit, even though tickets on Chiefs, everyone will parlay and tease Chiefs down. That is also true. Home division dog with a bad primetime loss, scoring zero points in the second half, and then sent a gif of a Chargers fan absolutely freaking out of his mind. That is Chris Duke's <laughs> handicap there. I mean, hey, the the one thing people are going to say about the Chargers is they just may not have the bodies to to put up a fight, but they said that last week too, but then they lost more guys. How do we feel about this one? Oh man, that's a poopy play, man. Um, I mean, fuck. They covered the last time they played. I think they only lost by three and they were like three and a half point dogs. But like you said, this is a different Chargers fucking team. They, they are fucked up and they did play the Niners tough, but I think... Andy Reid is going to just take advantage of every little thing he can there. And I I don't know, man. I, I don't have a lean in this one. And I really don't. Maybe the Chargers can do the same thing they did the Niners because that's what they're going to have to do is just maintain a lead all game and then not fuck it up at the end, which Chargers are going to charge. So keep that in mind. To your, to your point about playing the Niners tough, I wonder if there's for an already injured team, especially on the defensive line and really the offensive line too all season. Does playing a physical game the week before show up more when you're down guys, when you're depleted? I mean, you know, the Niners play super physical. So those guys are all beat up. They had mo- they had a couple guys who had to come in because of injuries who played career highs and in snaps. How does that show up? 
Neil, what are your thoughts on this one? I would I would get behind Joe's statement more than I would with Chris, as this is certainly poopy and it's, you know, to Matt, to your point, are they just going to have the bodies? It would make me feel a little bit better. I don't think you can go into a shootout against Kansas City and not have at least either Allen or Mike Williams back in the lineup. You can't just you you can't roll out Herbert Neckler and the some dude from Sac State and expect to go up against Mahomes and and Andy Reid. It, it's a mismatch. So. Um, I think depending on some of those offensive pieces for the Chargers of what they can get back, more so than the defensive pieces, defensive pieces, you could have your, we've seen it, you can have studs out there on defense. Mahomes will still figure out how to pick you apart if he has to. This is, can, are the Chargers going to be able to score enough um, potentially is where I would lean and it's a whole, it's a stay away until you figure that part out. Yeah, and I mean, you if you're betting it now, you are getting a shittier number, being that it's you know opened at what was it six and a half or even seven? I think seven. Seven. Yeah, and then it went to six and a half, and then today towards Chargers, which you like to see if you're backing the Chargers. But what also scares me too is the highest total of the weekend. Usually, if you want to fire a dog of like five six points, you want that motherfucker to be low scoring, not high scoring. So. My Steelers yeah. Bengals total is forty-one. Yeah, I would be more, much more comfortable firing a five and a half point dog if the total was like forties, forty-one, forty-two. I mean, the last thought on the defensive line too. If you're down pieces on your D line, that is really that can work against a QB like Jimmy G, who's not going to stand back there and pick you apart. But against Patrick Mahomes, who if you don't pressure that motherfucker, you're ded. Yeah. And he's going to throw it all over the place. I mean, I guess maybe the one thing is if you're down guys on the D-line, at least KC won't run it at you. Like the Niners tried to just run it down their throats knowing they were missing guys. Uh-huh. Don't know. It's a Chris Duke play, that's for sure. I mean, I mean, the one thing they got going for him here too is KC is bottom seven in uh, pass yards. So – you know, Herbie can maybe take advantage of that, but they are top five against rush yards. So, ah, fuck. I don't, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, man. It's a, it's definitely a stay away from me unless something else happens, but I, I wasn't even thinking about firing that, that one. Like Neil said, maybe we'll see if the chargers get any wide receivers back. I mean, they, they were, I think doing individual drills today. Maybe that's part of it too. If they're, if they're going to get pieces back, and be an offense that can move the ball and and maybe match them a few scores. So it also Chargers are tough too. A lot of variance. I mean that coach does some wacky stuff. So that makes them a tough team to bet on sometimes. I got to stop looking oh, yeah. at this gift that Chris sent. All right, uh, <laughs> Neil. If you if you haven't talked to Kyle today, we're not sure where he's looking. Uh, but why don't you give us something that you have your eye on? Yeah. So this one for me was sort of it's. This is a tough one because I usually don't ever bet against Belichick, but this line really stunk. Um, and I think that my bet for the week is going to be on the Jets plus three and a half. Go back three weeks when these two teams played um, in Jersey. Um, it was New England minus three and New England was up by 12. The Jets get sort of a touch a touchdown under the two minute warning 
Pats covered by five. It really wasn't much of a stretch. So you fast forward three weeks and Pats get to come home. And now it was three everywhere, except the contest made it three and a half because it's just, and it's sat. So it's like, what, how do you lay three on the road? And then you come home three weeks later and lay three again. I, I that's one of those, what the fuck type of lines. Um, I hate to bet up against Belichick, but I think this is one that, and if you go back, like Wilson threw for 355 yards, they outgained New England greatly. It's just Wilson fucked, you know, Wilson fucked up and had interceptions and gave New England short fields. Um, but this line to me just is one of those, like, what the fuck are you talking about lines? And I think because of that, it's going to lead me to be on the Jets. Yeah, I mean, division dog narrative, I think. Dude, I wish this game was happening last week because the Jets coming off that emotional win against the fucking Bills. God damn, I would have loved to fade them. Yeah. And then they went another bye, and then now here we are catching three and a half going to New England. I, I, I'm i more leaning the New England side. It's been good to me other than that one fucking Bears game. So... Yeah, but like we said earlier, Neil, it's not a bad play. Look at the low total, fucking, you know, three and a half points. You get the hook. Yeah, I mean, I just – what would fear uh, me it, is just my biggest fear would be Bill Belichick fucking yeah. making, making that dickhead see ghosts. <laughs> and that was my and that was my exact handicap of why I took New England, and that was my best bet three weeks ago. Was New at three? It was going to make him see ghosts, and this was just a play again on Bill Belichick versus Zach Wilson. If this line was like – this line should be like New England minus five, right, at home. Both teams are coming off a bye, but you can't say that you're going to flip home field and it's going to be it. And a half point is your only difference between the two games. So I, it's more of just a line. I don't understand the line. And when I don't understand the line, I think I did take the other side. And when I, I'm with Joe, though, I, I was a sort of a snap. When the line first came out, I was like, oh, snap, call New England. And then I, you know, dug more into it and I was like, this doesn't make sense though. How can it be just three? What's going on? Which makes me think, and I go back and you sort of look at that box score, look at the amount of field goals that New England kicked after not gaining any yards on drives. And it's like, what's going on with this Jets team? And I think no, I, I think hear you. That is I hear you. For Jets, sure. But I mean, 100% worried about Belichick. I, it's not a, I rarely ever, I think I'd probably count the number, on one hand, the number of times I've ever you know, faded Bill Belichick. What about you, Both Matt? teams coming off. Yeah, I, it's just a weird one. Both teams coming off a bye. I mean, you know, I would typically lean towards the division dog, but it's hard to forget how bad Zach Wilson shat all over himself when they played before. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. And, and again, the last time we saw the Jets, they were upsetting the Bills. Every game's different. That's a tough one for me. I gotta, I gotta think more about that because you're right. Typically, I would lean division dog, but I don't know why I didn't gravitate towards Jets right away. But just interesting too that the contest shaded this one to three and a half, like they did yeah. with Packers, Titans too. So what? Are, what are they? Are they trying to bait you into taking the the hook? I have no idea. You can mind fuck yourself in these things. Well, that's that, those are four plays from the three of us plus Chris Duke. Uh, I guess we might as well touch on the other ones that were discussed in the group chat real quick. A lot, there was a lot of 
talk about on Monday night as Washington was beating Philly that if the commanders hang on and win outright, you have to just auto be on Houston in week right. 11, fading the commanders off of a double digit dog upset win going on the road again. Anybody want to talk about how, how fadeable that side is? And can you get excited about taking Houston in order to fade Washington? Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, that one, this is another one that's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough sell to red, but I think we, dude, you have to, I, I, if it's not in your contest, you have to bet this shit personally, because it is a snap call, but it is interesting though, that the line is three and a half yet. The contest made it three. So maybe it is bait. They're saying, Hey, look, go ahead. The fucking Washington just beat the best team in the NFL. Why can't they beat the team with the shittiest record in the NFL next? Yeah. Texans. That's that. I mean, I'm surprised that wasn't Chris's poopy play. Maybe it was just too too easy of poop to smell there. I, he, I think he just thought somebody else was going to bring it up before him, and, oh. and none of us decided to. Yeah, that's Neil. Easy, you, easy, easy snap call right there for me. Anything you want to add, Neil? Yeah, same. I think I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've seen a lot of Taylor Heineke pop up on my social media type stuff on Twitter, like. He was, I think he was, he was on McAfee. Like the guy just seems to be on everything, which leads you to believe like, all right, this is the perfect time to go the other, to go the other way and be contrarian when he's, he's, you know, being dubbed as, you know, the next race thing, which is tough. Cause I do. I love, I love that guy. Every square in the world is going to be on. It's going to be on hundred percent. Every fucking square, which is crazy to say, if I would have told you fucking six weeks ago that, all the squares yeah. would be firing Washington. You'd have laughed in my fucking face. Yeah. But this will be another one of those where the the tickets on Washington will start with it. Will be in the seventies probably. By oh yeah, by kickoff by kickoff. Well, you, yeah, it, you would unless think. that line climbs to four, then maybe not. But if it goes to three and a half or even drops because little RLM action, mm-hmm. that then you'll see yeah. some buyback on the other side. And just a quick word on the Texans. We saw them play very well and very respectable on that Thursday game against Philadelphia where they were able to move the ball and run the ball, just kind of just like Washington against did against Philadelphia, get first downs. And they they certainly had their chances. I mean, Joe, you were on you were on the Texans against the Giants. I mean, do people know that Essentially, yeah. it was a. T- they actually outgained the Giants pretty by twenty bad yards. Beat. It was a pretty uh, fucking bad beat. Mills throws two picks in the goddamn end zone. It's like fuck, man. Just come away with three, and they cover that spread or push, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, they had they had more first downs than the Giants. They outgained them by twenty total yards. Their yards per play was almost a full yard. Per, I mean, six point four to five point five, and they just. They, it was just the mistakes. So they were they had their chances against the Giants Dude, to in that game and cover. So they have a fucking terrible record, but they've been in every fucking game, man. Like Jacksonville, they went out right. The Raiders, they fucking lose by eighteen or whatever. But they were leading in the third. They were like right there in the they third were, quarter. Then they, they, they were they leading going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then Tennessee, they they lost by a touchdown. They, you know, Philly, they played them tough, covered that massive spread. And then Giants, 
don't cover, but fuck, they they outplayed them. I think tennis or Texans are gonna not get a lot of respect here, and I and I think they're a great spot. It's a fucking phenomenal spot for Houston. And the like other one, low total, three and a half point dog. Yeah, Love for it. Sure. Now the other side of that Washington Philadelphia game is the Eagles. You had a look ahead line of nine and a half because everyone thought the Colts were dead and everyone and the Eagles were still undefeated. Now the line is seven. I think it was actually down to six and a half. Six the, and a seven half, in the contest. Thought, yeah. Okay, yeah. we are back to seven. seven. Uh, back it, at seven. It, was, it, it is back at seven. It did get down to six and a half for a while. What happened in that week? Philly lost as an undefeated team outright as a double-digit favorite, and the Colts got off the mat, and they won in Vegas. I mean, is is this just fade the overreaction, and you just simply have to be on Philly in a bounce-back spot against yeah. the Colts who just celebrate? I mean, do we think they celebrated in Vegas after they won? Dude, yes. yes. Um, I it's it, This was another snap call for me. Looking at this, I hundred million percent will be on Philly. Got to sell it to Jared, but I think, dude, everybody like Saturday. Oh, the old like he he got lucky one week. Let's see if he can do it two weeks in a row against a non dysfunctional piece of shit team like the Raiders. <laughs> dude, actually, did you hear? I heard today that the Raiders can't fire McDaniel because they don't have the fucking cash. They're not liquid yeah. enough. They fire him. They'd have to come up with like thirty five million dollars. And they don't have it. So that's why they can't fire him. So to borrow from our friends, Hayram and Middlecoff. Oh, my God. Just a uh, oh. just a really functional organization over there in Las Vegas. Oh. High-level operation. Dude, just scum. What a joke. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is just a – it is ridiculous what they got. Well, how about Mark on, Davis but... coming out and saying he's doing an awesome job? What the fuck they, are you talking? Who who are you fooling? Just, by if saying? you don't have the money, if you don't have the money, what else can you? Do? What else can you? Can yeah, you say? that's that's you, what it is. Right? It has that's to be. What... It has to be. You don't think Mark Davis's no. dad would have walked to the sidelines and fired Josh McDaniel on the fucking spot? He would a hundred percent done that. But but he doesn't have the goddamn money. He can't. Wow. He's got to ride this puppy out and watch them implode. Oh boy, Derek Carr crying after the game was something too. That was yeah. Something, but... I feel bad for him, man. I feel horrible for him. Anyway, back to I mean, Neil, do you agree? Is this just a snap call? You just take Philly at the discount after after they lose, and and we're kind of physically handled there by by Washington. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like you know, shout out Kmart had Washington. I mean, again, it was funny. The guy who sat here on Monday and said that he didn't understand why we, you and I were on Washington so much is the one that goes out and puts a hundy on Washington plus the 11 and puts a hundy on Washington money line at plus 400 or whatever it was. Um, you know, Philly was going to have to lose some at some point this season, right? I don't think anyone thought that this was a team that was going to go you know, 16 and 0, 17 and 0 now, right? They were they were going to have a, a come back to earth moment um, and they had it. It's still a really good football team. Um, it's still a fast team who will, will love to go play in a dome, right? 
I don't see how. I think this is this is a gift that you know if you can bet this at under a touchdown or potentially lay a touchdown in the contest. I mean, I think this is a com- complete overreaction on on both ends. It's the perfect storm of overreactions, right? Last one I think we should touch on is Dallas, Minnesota. Guys, this was on you. I gotta go. Okay. Joe, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll touch on this last one, Joe, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Chris talked about this one on the recap pod the other night. Minnesota eight and one, yet are a home underdog here. Contest makes this plus one and a half. I mean, do you what? Do you stay away from this one? Do you say, okay, I dare you to win another one score game, and you go with Dallas? Uh, Dallas off the loss where they maybe deserved a little bit of a better fate in Green Bay. What's your personal thought here? Oh man, I'm in a conundrum on this one for sure. Uh, I would either do Dallas or nobody. I I mean, but fuck, man, it's this is a stinky ass line. How is this not? How is this not Minnesota minus three? How? It makes zero sense. So look ahead I mean, was pick. So it's interesting that I mean it's it's not even pick. They made Dallas, they moved it a point and a half toward Dallas off of the look ahead, despite Minnesota winning in Buffalo and Dallas losing. How do you make sense of that? God, it makes no fucking sense. This one is I am if this one doesn't make Ariel Epstein's fucking fishy lines video, I don't know what the fuck would, because this is yeah, this thing's out of control. I I legitimately don't know. I would love to ask. Jeff Benson, or maybe we, we can text fucking the sports book consig and see like what the fuck is the thought process here because I can't figure it out. I'm too dumb. We're all too dumb. And uh I think that's about it. We we didn't get to any of the threes. I mean, the boy, the we talked about the Raiders. That game being three, Raiders at Broncos is pretty wild. I mean how can the Broncos be laying three? How can the Falcons be laying three? That's that's another one. Right. And then you've got the big giant one hanging out there. You got Ravens 13 against the absolutely dead, dead, dead Carolina Panthers with Baker Mayfield. You got uh, a Mexico game. What about New Orleans fucking laying three and a half to the DED Rams? Wow. I texted Chris earlier. I said, oh. I, you know, I said, Chris, you know I hate the Rams. But this, that might be one of the hazmat suit spots of the season. No cup. Stafford's concussed. They're dead. Wow. Dude, yeah. I do. And do you want to lay points with Andy Dalton, even though you're at home? Oh, God. Oh, my God. I mean, the Rams' defense is pretty healthy, aren't they? This could be an under fucking, under the fuck. Yeah. Here. The look ahead on that one was pick, and now it's three and a half. Yeah, holy shit, dude! That's a it's a wild one. I and I think, I think that line by game time will be four. I think everybody is reading yeah. and seeing on ESPN. Oh, the fucking Rams are dead. They don't have anybody. I think by kickoff that that thing's four. It has to be right. Yeah, two dead teams that I think each are they stuck on three wins both. Yeah. Yep. New Orleans Rams, hasn't Rams had... three and six. New Orleans three and seven. Ugh. Yeah. No. New Orleans hasn't had their bye yet. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, fuck. Why? Why can't the? I mean, 
I, the, that one game with the the Saints when they when they beat the shit out of uh, the Raiders, the Raiders twenty four nothing just really throws me in a loop because I we see the we see what they could do, yet they haven't. We have that's the only time we've ever seen that defense play somewhat well. Other than that, they're giving up twenty plus every fucking game. So yeah, I mean they got smoked against Arizona and. Baltimore, they, know, they, Dad. Fucking, they fucking <laughs> got 27 scored on by Baltimore, Arizona 42, Cincinnati 30. They played respectable against the Steelers, but they still gave up 20 to the Steelers. I mean, that's saying something. The Steelers suck on offense, at least. Hard to do. Yeah. I don't know, Dad. That's a, it's There's a, a couple one. stinkers. You might have to hold your nose on a couple of these and get there. but Well, luckily, you know, I, won't have to, I won't watch any of them because I won't watch a single second of football, so I'll miss the Sunday pod, unfortunately. That's fine. You could take one Sunday, I suppose, during the season. So enjoy being out there in the, in the elements, Dad. Oh, God. Disconnect, right? Yeah. I'm not a disconnect kind of guy, but we'll enjoy it. <laughs> All right, on that note, uh, the rest of us will be back maybe uh, probably Sunday night this week to recap week 11. Good luck, everybody, with your bets. Just remember, sometimes if you bet poop, you might just step in shit or tear your Achilles. Shout out, Chris. Dude. This is Fade You.